Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Earn Your Pinstripes, New York Yankees podcast where we plan and want to focus on the young guys down on the farm working to earn their pinstripes and make it to the show. We're not going to talk about that though at all because there's not really a lot of news to talk about, so we're going to talk about other things. I am Nathan Ryan, and with me is Brandon Kramer. Brandon, how you doing? How's everyone doing? Hopefully everyone's staying safe. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, and yeah, you and I were just talking about whether or not we actually felt like we're going to have a baseball season at all this year. Yeah, because we have a day of Toronto, yeah. or even Canada just kind of uh, banned all public events until... June 30th. So now I'm hearing a July 4th date for baseball to start. But the issue with that is you're not going to be able to get 162 games in. But also if you have the season kind of go into November, maybe early December, then you have an issue of you're cutting their off season short. And remember in 2021, we got the world baseball classic. Yeah. Who? Oh yeah. Well, I could see that, especially being on a world stage that that they maybe push that a year or cancel it or something along those lines. I don't know if you can because it's all qualifying stuff. And I think, yeah, I mean, it's huge, especially for, I mean, mainly not really focused on with the USA, but like the other teams, the Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Japan, Cuba, they're all like, they're, they're fan base and everyone really gets into it. Yeah, I, I get it. But as far as American, and I don't want to say American players, but players that play in the major leagues, Major League Baseball, that's that's right in there. These guys as checks, right? So that's going to take precedence. I really don't, and they're going to, and then Major League Baseball is going to do whatever is best for them. I, they're not going to factor. I, if World Baseball Classic is a factor in any decisions, I think it's going to be a very minimal um, one, um, in in my opinion. But it's certainly just one more hoop. And you talk about, you know, if if you do that, I mean, first off, I was saying this the other day, July Fourth opening day would be wild. I mean, that would be a wild 4th of July like celebration to to throw baseball in. Honestly, there. yeah. Uh, that would be that would be very very neat. Um obviously, what do you do with the All-Star game? You know, you either don't have it or you push it to the end of the season in my in Yeah, my I don't th- I I don't think you can have an an All-Star game uh this yeah. year because it's just way too hectic with everything going on. You need to really hunker down because we don't know did some kind of thing at the end of the season like in you know and and even throw it in hawaii or something like (laughs) and i'd be down for that but i think it's that's the least i mean that least of my concerns right i mean whether they have it whether they don't i don't really care at this point i really just want there to be some sort of season um and i'm okay if it's 60 games i don't care just give me something and it's too early to know or tell what you know how this thing's going to all shape up on whether or not that's realistic or not. If uh, if they can't, they can't. Would rather people stay you know safe, um, right? If that's what needs to happen. But my hope is is that things are calm enough that we can have baseball starting in July or something along those lines. That's the thing. If it's sixty games, I feel like that that would be kind of. I mean, yeah, it'd be sure. I don't know. Would you be, would you do a playoffs? Would you like have an actual world series winner? I don't know if you would, would be able to do that. It's a 60 game season. It's okay. I just want baseball back. Yeah. I mean, it it might be a shortened baseball playoff or something along those lines, Uh, but you know, I I don't care. It's going to be radically different, but it's better than nothing. Whatever they would come up with. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be stupid, but 
I also can't fault that if <laughs> because you're you know you just want baseball. So I'll I'll try my very best to not complain about whatever it is if we are fortunate enough to get anything at all. I just want baseball. You can only say we just want baseball back. Yeah, <laughs> we just want baseball back. Yeah. Um, so you you were talking about well you know, before I move on. Um, if there's no baseball season this year, I heard that, um, or I saw that it would be the first time that there wasn't major league or professional baseball in the United States since, um, 1883. Oh, that hurt. That hurt. Just that hurt. Just listening to. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Eight, <laughs> 1883 being the last. I just, time I, I want just a crumb, just like it was just, please spare a, just a crumb of baseball. That's all I'm asking for is a crumb of baseball. Yeah. I mean, you know, these guys use so many different balls and everything else. I mean, you would almost think that, you know, you just get more baseballs and, you know, they don't have a lot of contact, all TV, no fans. I mean, I would got to think that there's a world in which you can make that happen. This isn't basketball where you got sweaty bodies bumping up against each other and everything else. I'm not saying there's no risk. Of course there is. Um, and I don't want to minimize that or devalue that. Every um, single Yankee player will get coronavirus knowing our luck. Yeah, probably. Um, probably. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so we talked a lot the first couple episodes before this all went down about the fifth starter um, spot. And um, it, it does sound like, uh, you know, Matt Blake in an interview said that uh, Loisaga was going to figure in heavily into whatever they did with the, the fifth starter. So he stopped shy of saying that, yeah, he won the job um, in that little scenario that's not going to happen now, but um, certainly alluded to it um, without saying it exactly. Yeah, as we said in one of the previous podcasts, we were predicting that that there was a, a good chance that I mean we both thought Mike King, but then I, I think yeah. either I think I threw out the idea that that it makes sense to honestly bullpen because you have Garrett Cole who will give you at least seven innings every time, so it does make sense if you wanted to bullpen it to throw out like a Loisaga to just eat up a chunk of the innings like two, three, four, and five, and then bullpen the rest because then you know. Most of the time, Cole will go out there and do what he needs to do and kind of give the bullpen a bit of a rest. Yeah. Well, and under, you know, again, we get baseball back in whatever form. We figure there's going to be a lot of double headers as well to try to get in as many games as possible. So the idea of additional pitchers is also floated. It makes the idea of bullpenning that much you know, easier if you even get to expand the rosters and carry more pitchers on your team, right? Which you would have to do. So... We'll see. Um, we'll we'll see how things factor in if and when we get baseball. I was um, just about to sneeze and it just passed, so I didn't want to blow anyone's eardrums out, but it passed. Thank you for that. That's good. I did not Ugh. want that in my life. <laughs> um, I also say this. So um, a lot a lot is being made here in the last couple of days of you know suspensions and the the fact that you know Jeff Lunau and AJ Hinch, there's a Yankee, you know. Um, Part of this as well, but um, if there is no baseball season, it looks like their you know suspensions are going to 
um, still count as being served. Um, That's the interesting thing because what were they going to do with Domingo Herman? Because he had something that said like today was supposed to be day one of 63. But if they're going to just be like Lunau and Hinch's um, suspensions count, then should that mean that if the season were to start in mid-June, wouldn't we have Domingo Herman ready? Both, Brendan, I, I don't know completely the answer to that, but under the scenario of if there's no baseball season, the question was lobbied on whether or not, you know, Herman would have any suspension, you know, to have to serve yet at that point or whether he would be able to start playing. And both Brendan Cuddy and Brian Hoke um, in, a, in a tweet exchange said that, that that's true, right? That he would, if there is no baseball this season, he would be able to play next year. So he's basically following the same set of rules as uh, Lunau and, and Hinch. I guess, you know, the, both those guys got fired, so there's still some justice there. But, you know, with everything that's going on and all the craziness, someone's going to, under the table, hire, you know, Hinch probably. I can right? see Hinch being back in baseball, but no chance I see Lunau back in baseball. No, no, not not Lou now. Um, I don't. I agree with that. Um, but I, I think, I think you could see Hinch, and I think it's. And, and listen, yeah, the Yankees would benefit a little bit by obviously, you know, Herman not suspending, not being suspended in this kind of scenario of we don't have a baseball season. I get that, but it's wrong. Um, you know, it's it's. With if Hinch never has to serve any, any suspension at all or Lunau, that's just wrong. I would sacrifice and say, you know, Herman, you know, needs to serve his suspension starting whenever baseball starts, if those other guys got what they have coming to them, right? If that's if that's what it would take, and I and it's probably the appropriate thing to do anyway. Um, I mean, I get it. I mean, this is taking years off of careers, you know, for a guy like, you know, Herman, if you don't have baseball, you know, this year, and then you start in 2021, and then he still has to miss half a season. I mean, you've significantly shortened a guy's career. Um, that's a problem. But, um, I, you know, Hinch and Lunau do not deserve to get off scot-free, and I think that that's exactly Honestly, you know what team this messes up the most? The Minnesota Twins. Because Nelson Cruz, his contract ended this year, the end yeah. of this year. They had some older veterans. That messes yeah, you're up. You're right. Them. That's an old team that has a very short window, a very good team, but you know the window's not going to be there for a long time. That's for sure. And of course, the Oakland Athletics, because they got they got some studs that they're not going to be able to resign. Matt mm-hmm. Chapman, uh, Matt Olson. I can see them trading Simeon, but. Anyway, you know yeah, what, I mean, you know, no, you know what baseball should do? Have yeah. a good old sandlot. Just get a guy, a bunch of guys, kind of like what Trevor Bauer did, but without wiffle ball. Get a bunch of guys on a dirt field, sandlot style, one ball, one ball, and televise it. Yeah. I'd pay to watch that. Would be down with that for sure. I think anyone would watch anything. Um uh, any any sports at all would just completely rule the day if anything was uh, was happening at the moment. I do have a question for you. So you know everything on opening day, you had a uh, bunch of TV networks replaying old games. 
I don't right. know about you, but for me, I just couldn't watch it. I can't watch a game that I know the outcome. Yeah, I'll watch for the big moment, but just rewatching the entire game, I just could not do that. What about you? What is your kind of opinion on it? Yeah, no, I think we talked about this a little bit last week. I, I, I can't, I'm not, I'm not in on that. I can't, now listen, I like highlight packages. If I'm watching a game to, um, you know, to watch a couple innings of a, of a pitcher and study how he did and, you know, the, the movement on his pitches. If you're kind of looking at it from a scouting perspective, it's different. I can watch old stuff all day long, but to just kind of play old games why and and like pretend that it, like I don't know the outcome or something along those lines. It's not something I'm, you know, very, very good at. Um, I mean, right? if it's, it's not, there's certain games, 20, 2009 world series, right? Yeah. There's a couple of those games I've certainly watched, you know, a couple of times since there's a certain amount of satisfaction I get from, from doing that, but I'd almost rather just watch the world series DVD. You know? I mean, maybe it's for to, um, as I would say, teach, I'm going to get close to my mic for this one because I may go on a rant. One thing that pisses me off the most is on Yankees Twitter, you got the young kids who don't know. I mean, ever. I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but every baseball fan should know how the just how lucky some people were to watch certain pitchers in the 90s and the early 2000s. If you're a baseball fan, you should know. Greg Maddox, Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, Roger Clemens. Luckily, with some of those games, you got to see Greg Maddox. I mean, if they are, I think the other day they were playing Kerry Wood's 20 strikeout game. I watched that again because Kerry Wood, that game, had ridiculous movement on all of his pitches. Yeah, he was throwing a wiffle ball. And, um, no, I, I, I remember that game. Um, I did not watch it live. Um, but I, but I always wished that I had, and I was a huge Kerry Wood fan. I don't think I didn't have cable. He was a Yankee. He was a Yankee. He was, um, I didn't have the mechanism to actually watch it, but I mean, I remember listening to it. I remember, um, you know, it it was the cover of sports illustrated. Um, it was, uh, it was a once in a lifetime performance and, um, he, he had nasty stuff. Just and before we actually get into our big topic of the day, I have a question for you. I asked my friend this the other day. It's the bench start and cut thing. Okay. I'll give you three pitchers. Maddox. Bench start, cut. Okay. Yeah, so you have to start one, right. bench another, and then cut the third. Randy okay. Johnson, Greg okay. Maddox, and Pedro Martinez. All well, in their prime. All in their prime. You know... <laughs> It's hard. Yeah, I, I'd start Maddox, bench Johnson, and, and cut Pedro. And I don't think that's necessarily the right answer. Uh, Pedro's filthy. I saw some pitch ninja stuff from him, you know, the other day. Some pitches in his prime, just absolutely nasty, filthy stuff. But I did it just because of you know Red Sox um, and whatnot. And Maddox, I, I feel I loved watching Greg Maddox. I movie. modeled when I pitched. I modeled my game after Maddox because I didn't yeah, throw hard movement on his pitches was, was fantastic. And the guy, he just knew how, you know, to pitch. I'm not saying Randy Johnson didn't. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> the best pitchers of all time. It's an impossible scenario. Um, you know, I, I do remember watching Randy Johnson's, you know, perfect game. Um, so, and that, that was, that was a highlight. Um, Did you see the pitching ninja video of Randy Johnson's, uh, um, one of the, it was a inside fastball and the dude just sword swung and flung the bat. 
Yeah, I've seen that before. Oh my god, I that is just that's the one yeah. of the greatest things I've ever seen. So actually, my thing was, the, of course, he's got the bird highlight. That's all. Yep, I put my bias to the side, and I might get backlash for this, but I went start Maddox, bench Pedro, and cut Randy Johnson. I mean, Randy Johnson was kind of a hothead, right? Um, everyone loved Pedro. Um, I, listen, I, I don't think there's a wrong answer on that. Can I have all three? There you I'll go. Pick all make three. Quite, make make quite the rotation, that's for sure. All right. So I think one of the things we were going to do today was uh, we talked about it a little bit on our show last week, um, and, and when we got done, we're like, yeah, you know, we should just do a top five you know, list um, of our favorite baseball movies. And, you know, when I initially start thinking about this, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, this is, this is really easy. I can, I can throw out my top five, um, you know, very, very easily. Um, as I put the list together, it wasn't overly hard, but um, the, the fifth spot was very challenging. There's at least one movie that I feel like should be in my top five that, you know, isn't, um, I still haven't probably made my decision on my fifth yet, if I was to be completely honest. So, um, and, and then I also realized just looking through some lists that I, you know, I, there's some, some movies out there that I haven't seen and that, you know, I, I want to, like, I never saw, and I don't think this will probably make the list, but I guess I'm judging something un, un, unfairly. A million dollar arm with John Hamm as Disney. I movie. saw that. That was a good I've never seen it. I've never seen that movie. Um, also, The Phenom from 2016. Uh, it's got Paul Giamatti and Ethan Hawke. I've never seen that either. So a couple of things on there that I'm like, oh, as I was doing this, there's there's a couple couple things I need to you know make sure that I watch. Not to mention the bottom of the ninth. I think that's what it was called that I mentioned last week, that Joe Manganiello movie. I don't think that's going to be any good. So I'm not really rushing to watch that. But there's some movies out there. That's for sure. Yep, I mean, I, I'm I'm really excited for this one because I, I I don't know what episode, but I ended up I did tell the story about how my mom and I would watch uh, baseball movies every weekend. Oh, so cool. uh, I do have uh, when I was little, I do still have that. And we did it recently again um, before I went off to college, and I'm back now. But that's besides the point. But I am very excited to uh, for this one because so some of these play, movies we play them. What we call we call it the movie game. It's not super original, yeah. but. What we do is, uh, so we'll we'll either we'll just go through the whole list of movies or we'll pick like, you know, a genre or something along those lines. And we'll we'll create this big list of movies and then we'll either flip coins or rock, paper, scissors, whatever. And, you know, based on the order, you get you pass the list around crossing a movie off each turn until you're left with one movie. So in theory, out of the whole list of movies. By the time you've whittled it down to one, it should be something that everyone, you know, is in the mood to watch. And we've done it where, you know, hey, anything that like really bad movie night, right? So anything with a Rotten Tomatoes score under like, you know, 20% is oh, God. be on the list. And there's a fine amount of movies that are un- that are under not 20%. It just, <laughs> just, just depends. But, um, you know, or, you know, Oscar winners night or sports movie night or, you know, whatever the case might be, we'll pick a pick a theme and then we'll roll with it. So um, I'm like, OK, after this, I need to do a, a baseball movie night for sure like that. Yeah, um, I every it was every Saturday, every Saturday night, I'd watch a baseball movie. And we did them all. I mean, we probably missed a couple here and there, but it was it was a lot of fun, and I'm really excited. So, should we start with number five? 
Go for it. All right. So for my number five, now this was tough because getting like the top four, that was easy. But I, I kind of just have like a couple at number five. So honestly, if I had to pick yeah. at number five, I'm probably going to go with Major League. Okay. Um, now, when you say this, is Major League like, um, are, are you kind of grouping them together? Are you yeah, kinda... I'm, I'm, I'm grouping them. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I'm grouping them. I mean, it's just it's just funny. I mean, Charlie Sheen throwing heat. And then what was the dude's name? I know his name. The Cuban dude. Uh, I Pedro was, Serrano. Pedro Serrano. I love Mabas. him. Mabas. I love Mabas. So no, I love uh, I, lo- I I love yeah I love the movie. Um, I love I love them both. I like Major League Two better than one. Yeah, I, was agree, I agree. I agree. I agree. I like that. I can't remember the catcher's name, but the the younger kid who couldn't throw it back. Oh, he couldn't throw, so you'd have he would have to talk and throw at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, the absolute classics. Very fun. Very well done. Hold up very well. Um, mm-hmm. Major League Two. It's been it really holds up. Um, you know, very very well. That's absolutely a lot of fun. Okay, my number five. All right. I'm, I'm going to throw this out because it was a sentimental pick. I kind of feel like the one I'm excluding from my list should be here, but it's the one I had down. It's sentimental. I love it. I don't think it gets enough love. I think people have forgotten about it. Hardball with Keanu Reeves is my number five. I remember that one. I, it's been a long time since I've watched it. it the, the, they got the pitcher, right? And the pitcher couldn't throw. You know, like He was all nervous, so he had to wear headphones. And he was listening to, you know, like when they call him a big papa. Yeah. You know? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I cried during that like, one. I like cried during that one. You know, when baby the kids are doing the dance. Like they're, like, when Baby G dies. I cried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie, and it's one I've got to admit I haven't seen in a long time. So I've put on my on my list, and I'm like, okay, we've I've, I've got to get this and and watch it because I think the entire oh, Baby G died is so sad. Sorry to spoil it for anyone. I mean, yeah, if you spoiler. if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and you haven't watched that movie, then I'm sorry, you're missing out. But yeah, no, it's, a, it's a, definitely a great movie. I under underrated and one even for me, I don't I didn't think about necessarily. Um, right away but when i remembered i'm like oh yeah i need to watch that movie again and, and i'll just remember loving it um absolutely so we'll come back later to any honorable mentions once we get through the list there's one i feel really bad that didn't make my list and i kind of feel bad that hardball took it um but it was sentimental for me so uh, I'm, I'm fine with it I can so what's your number four um my number four was major league so yep. major league and one and two i grouped them together so. yeah yeah grouping is yeah so and, for my number four, I went with A League of Their Own. League of Their Own. So I I love that movie. I also feel bad. Um, so, I mean, um, softball is big in my, in, in my household. Daughter's a really good softball player. Um, you know, that's obviously baseball. But So I kind of feel bad that that's not on my list. But it didn't didn't make my list. Uh, but, you know, there's no crying in baseball. Yep, that's, that's one of the reasons why I had to include it. It just kind of gave birth. Uh, well, kind of put it out there about the no crying in baseball. I mean, I watched it with my mom because growing up, um, my grandfather coached my mom and her brother and, uh, my mom played softball. Um, and then when my grandfather passed, my mom took over as the coach. So I grew up in a baseball household. So watching that movie was like, yeah, my mom knows what she's talking about. Right. Absolutely. But no, she made sure that was actually when we started with all those baseball movies. She says, we need to watch this one first. I'm like, okay. And I loved it. 
Right? Exactly. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great movie. Um, it's a great cast. Gina Davis yeah. was feeling like fantastic, and Tom Hanks is great in it um, as well, and a lot of other you know good. They bullied that kid. I remember that that little kid, whatever his name was. They bullied him. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie too, but it that's certainly a classic. Yeah. So now, we're all right, what's your number three? My number three. I went with Moneyball. Okay. Because I, I just. A lot of people, I mean, until Moneyball came out, a lot of people didn't really look much, um, look into that 2000, was it 2004 A's team? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, or either 2004 or 2000, yeah, no, it was 2004 because, uh, that was the year they lost Damon, Giambi, yeah, I yeah. mean, that movie really just, it was like in the New Age of Statistics. Yeah, and and uh, I think that's what it's not your typical baseball movie, right? Um, but it's it's wonderfully acted and directed, um, and, and the you know based on the book as well, which was which was also fantastic. Um, you know, again, it's very it's different, right? So mm-hmm. I could see a lot of people not putting this you know uh, on on their list necessarily. And you know, there are some baseball fans that, you know, like analytics that don't like the movie either because it, it is a little, <laughs> and again, I'll, I'll, you know, it's on my list too, actually. Um, spoiler. It's my number two. Um, but I mean, they don't talk about the whole reason that team was so successful. There were a lot of reasons. Um, but the biggest one was Tim Hudson Barry Zito and Mark Mulder, and they don't talk about them at all in the movie. They, I think there's one shot of a guy with like a, the uh, um, little mustache. When you have the uh, chin, not the chin strap, but the just a little bit of hair like on your on your lip. Goatee? Like, no, not not the goatee. Just the little the soul patch, the little soul, soul patch. patch. Yeah. That, that's what Tim Hudson always rocked. And there's one little spot where you can see like a, a guy who's kind of, you know, baldish with the, with the soul patch. I'm like, Oh, that's supposed to be. They also had Miguel Tejada on their team. They also had Miguel Tejada on their team. That's a good call out as well. So. But uh, the crazy thing was Scott Hatterberg, uh, the guy that hit that walk off grand slam to give them 20 wins. They casted, um, and I've already blanked out and forgot his name. Chris Pratt. Oh yeah. They look so similar. It's scary. Yeah, that's we were scary. No, but the funniest thing, one thing I love about the movie is when Billy Bean comes in, he's like, uh, first base is not that hard. He turns over to, I think it was Ron, the guy who's playing Ron Washington. He says, it's incredibly hard. It's incredibly hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really great movie. Um, I think it was portraying Ron Washington. Yeah, you're right. It was Ron Washington. And that's something um, Ron Washington yeah, would still say Hopkins. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Philip Seymour Hoffman was great in the movie. I love Jonah Hill, who was supposed to be, mm-hmm. and it was an amalgamation of a couple people, but predominantly Paul D. Batesta, D. Batesta, um, who now works for the Cleveland Browns, actually. But um, yeah, oh, was, it was uh, it was really good. Um, I, I thought Brad Pitt did an excellent job, and um, I also love. Uh, uh, his his daughter and her little mm-hmm. you know track of uh, Avril Lavigne at the end I think is uh, a haunting song so it was really good yeah still kind of root for him to to win it all I just don't know if that's ever going to happen but yeah they, he's still slugging out doing his best thing with them it's their rotation 
Yep. The thing is, the Rays have out moneyballed, you know, the, the moneyball team. Yeah. Um, all right. So I gave my number two. So it was your number three. So what's your number two? So I've actually, I had to change it. Oh, I didn't give my three. Hold on. Because I gave my two, I didn't give my three. Oh, yeah. You got to give your three. <laughs> uh, my three um, is the Sandlot. Yep. I mean, what more that, can you say about the Sandlot? That it's is on my list, list, and that is the yeah. one I changed. Okay. All right. So, original, so my number two, originally, the Sandlot was my one. Okay. But I'm actually going to put it as my two. You put it as your two. Okay. Right on. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the Sandlot. Like, I have a shirt that says, you're killing me, Smalls. I mean, yeah, if you if you Smalls. you can't call yourself a baseball fan, and you can quote me on this, if you haven't watched the Sandlot. Yeah, they got you know, James Earl Jones. You got the big dog throwing up on the merry-go-round. Um, that's not, wasn't a merry-go-round. Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah, Nikai, obviously Wendy Peppercorn. It was fantastic. Um. It's just, it's, it's fun. It's, it's just what I did is, I mean, of course I didn't live where there was like, where you could easily get to, I mean, you could go to Central Park in New York and go to a baseball field, but I would go down to the park almost every day because we have a playground connected to our house, to the uh, the apartment building I live in. And I play baseball every day with the same group of kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it it's great. Oh, and Gittle, and of course, Benny the Jet. Benny the Jet. So, Benny the Jet was awesome and, you know, took in the little kid. Uh, yeah, no, that's a classic. I love, love the Sandlot. All right. All right. Well, now we got the big spot. So I'll let you start. What's your number one? Okay. So my number three, that was your number two. My number one was, and I think I mentioned this last week, um, is For Love of the Game with Kevin Costner. Yep. Oh, I love that. I love that movie. Yeah. I love Great that movie. movie. Um, it, it's loved in our household, um, you know, which, which, you know, has an added benefit. Um, you know, it is, uh, uh, it, it takes a, a really cool journey. I love the way, you know, it, it all takes place, you know, in, you know, during one game, obviously, where he's trying to pitch a perfect game and, um, but, you know, then takes him through his whole career and obviously his, you know, relationship with the girl and, um, I, I thought it's, it's told in a way, and I, I always appreciate that. Whenever you have a story that is told, um, in a, in a different way than what you typically, you know, have, um, you know, and I thought, thought that movie accomplished it really well. So it's, uh, it's great. An and and I, I, what's funny is, is that, you know, I don't think most people would probably put that as their number one baseball movie. I get that. Um, most there's a, most people probably wouldn't even put it as the number one baseball uh, Kevin Costner flick, um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, which is which is fine. Um, but I hold steady um, and strong in my belief, and you know why some of the other movies that are classics are not as good. But that's another. So one. my number one has a deeper meaning to it. So I went with Field of Dreams for number one. Oh God. But here's the reason why. So the scene at the end when he's having a catch with his dad. So as I said, I grew up, my grandfather's my coach and pretty much the person I looked, sure. looked up to. So that scene at the end actually makes me tear up. And I rarely cry during movies, except when Baby G died. And then in Marley and Me when the dog died, that I cried during. I was like six, the dog died, it was the end of the world. But awesome. that scene really is just like what I would give. Because I lost my grandfather in 2012. Yeah. What I would give to have one more catch with him. 
that's I mean, of course you have, but I I just had to put it up there honestly just for that one scene in the end. Yeah, respect. I, I absolutely respect that. I mean, anytime you have something that you know means something very personal, you know, to you, then you know that it, it deserves a you know spot. Um, and and that's great. And it is a good scene. Um, yeah. Respectfully, it's a terrible movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's just my opinion. Through the rest of the movie, you really kind of just skip to a couple points at the end when you have uh, James uh, Earl Jones's uh, speech and then that catch scene at the end. But I mean, I had Sandlot as my one until I was just like, I have to put Field sure. of Dreams as one. But some honorable mentions I had uh, that I don't neither think was neither was Durham on the list. Yeah. Yep. Neither said Bull Durham. Forty Two is always a great movie. So 42 was the one that I was talking about that um, really should have been my number five. But due to sentimentality with hardball, I, I kept hardball in there. While I fully feel like 42 is probably a better movie. But Yeah, yeah I mean, of course, as a kid, I loved the Benchwarmers. It was an awful movie, but it was just funny. Just like that good old humor. You have the scene yeah. of Reggie Jackson hitting the mailboxes when it was actually him. So that was funny. Got the Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears. Oh, yeah, we left the Bad News Bears off. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. But there, it's there, a, it's are so many, there are some good the, baseball movies. The Rookie, the Rookie, the Disney movie. That's a good one. Then, yeah. The, um, and no, I don't think worthy to be on the top five list. It's a good movie. A Little Big League. Uh, little it's, Big League. It's the, tw- uh, the kid who takes over his twins manager. Oh, yeah. And, and you have the famous uh, the runaround Sue scene. Where's, what's, the, what's the movie with the kid who pitches for the Cubs? Um, he's uh, rookie like, of the Year. Rookie of the Year. He's got the crazy, crazy arm. Because he broke his arm and then he re-breaks it because he falls down and he has to lob the ball up and strike that big uh, slugger from the Mets out. Yeah, that part was pretty cool at the end. That was. That that was cool. I, like, I remember that. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Um, how about Angels in the Outfield? And, oh, I love, I love that one. That one, the ending. I haven't seen that one forever, but I, I do remember always when out, everyone would get up and they did, did the whole um, you know wings thing. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't remember getting chills. Yeah, but uh, young uh, 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 Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I believe. Is that right? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. But I remember good old uh, Daniel Glover, Tony Danza. It was a fun movie. Oh, I'm speaking of remembering things with rookie of the year remember that guy that was always in the cage they put him in the cage the crazy he was the crazy pitching coach oh yeah i don't remember that really well i know all i know is they locked him in the cage once notice how neither of us have mentioned fever pitch mm-hmm. there's another one that i'm blanking out on i mentioned oh the uh, natural oh the yeah robert redford yeah the natural can't believe we I mean, I'm still good with that one not being on my list, but it's a classic for it's sure. It's a classic. It's a good honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, um, yeah, you, you um, mentioned that uh, Million Dollar Arm. You've seen that. It's a yeah, I, I've maybe I, seen it once. Right. But then we actually, there is one we did forget. What um, about that Clint Eastwood movie? Uh, um, Trouble with the Curve. That was Trouble cool. Curve. That was a good movie. I like that. Um, Eight Men Out and The Pride of the Yankees. Eight, Eight Men Out and Pride of the Yankees are both classics um, for sure. Um, got the Black Sox. Um, I didn't mind uh, 61 uh, with mm-hmm. little Barry Pepper. It's a good movie. There's just so many like movies that we all could you all could watch. I mean, you got time. You're everyone's in quarantine, so just find them on a streaming service or rent them, and just sit back and get your dose of baseball. Yeah, absolutely. That's but if you're gonna watch um, Hardball, Bull Durham, have some. T- 
have some tissues because ah, that's a great movie. That's, that's, that's still the one. I've, the that's the one I've got. I is for sure is on my list to go like rewatch. You know, again here here soon. I might just start. And here's the thing. I like Bull Durham. I, I just kind of slammed it pretty hard. I like Bull Durham. I just don't like the whole love triangle with the the groupie. Yeah. Susan Sarandon, you know, like as a as a groupie, it just the whole thing weirded me out. I, <laughs> yeah, they were they were kind of pushing all that. I know that's a like why a lot of people like the movie, right, and uh, and whatnot. But to me, if we could, you know, redo the movie and keep the baseball part, and, stick to know, baseball, keep it at baseball, and no need to bring love into that, baseball. I'm okay with the love. I mean, again, for love of the game is, is it was the top of my list, and that is, uh, but you know, I don't know. That was a, like a kind of a classy love story or this yeah. one, you know, hussy. I don't know. It was weird. I was <laughs> not a fan of that movie. Yeah. In fairness, it's been a while since I've seen that one too. So I, I should go and check that out again, but I don't know. It's not going to be at the top of my list to do. It's All right, just, man. it's, I just, I need baseball back. Like I, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I've yeah, lost myself. I'm getting desperate when I go to check out Bull Durham. <laughs> when we get to that point it's gonna be when we, when we get to that point and then, then you start watching feel the dreams then you know you've lost yourself i won't do that um i mean with all due respect to you i won't do that well <laughs> the, I, I, think, that. I put it at one because of the like the I just know. two scenes i get you i mean i i respect that yeah you've got it you know really that was a really great and sweet reason um, why to have it number one can't argue with that but for what, what i what i want you to know now Hardball's playing. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, if I had to, if I had to pick one baseball movie to watch before I die, I'm just gonna throw on the Sandlot and just uh, bring me back to my childhood. Sure, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Good, good for all moods, all time zones. All right. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully, I mean, uh, next week you got we got something for uh, everyone to look forward to. Uh, what are we doing again? I forgot. Next week, we're going to uh, talk about prospect yeah. busts. Yeah. Guys that we were on the hype train for. Yep. Yankee prospect bust that, that, you know, we enjoyed and we personally really, you know, had had the hype train train high. Right? I will finally get my chance to go on a rant about Jesus Montero. I was going to say, I, was, <laughs> I know Jesus Montero's towards the top of the mm-hmm. but uh mm-hmm. yeah. I, I've got some guys um, as well that like, you know, and, and some lesser known guys um, that uh, I really, I don't know. Shelly Duncan. What's that? Shelly Duncan. Love Shelly Duncan. Now Shelly Duncan's an interesting one. Cause I don't, I don't, I can't view him as a, I mean, and we're no, I just, I just love mentioning his name. Cause I love him. Well, I love Shelly Duncan. I love Bubba Crosby too. Two guys I felt like were very similar, even though they're you know completely different builds, obviously. But both those guys played for the Yankees, and were also like that's going to be like the top ten overachievers list. Shelly Duncan, Bubba Crosby, they should be on that list because they had probably no business being in the major leagues um, at all. But they had decent little runs and became fan favorites because they were, um, you know, they they were. Yeah, that, that's what I remember Shelly Duncan for. He's going on this one crazy run where he didn't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. Um, yeah. Chance All right. I'm making a make an appearance on my list. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone. Hopefully, everyone stays safe. Keep washing your hands. Social distance. The more we, uh, especially I live in New York, so people aren't really taking it. Some people are. Some people aren't. 
but the more we just listen to what everyone's telling us, the hopefully the quicker we'll get baseball back. Absolutely. All right, stay safe. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe.